You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the comics edition, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. And here's your host, Vince. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to Bow Down to Us, the comics edition, issue number seven. We are actually coming to you on Thursday this week, September 16th, because my sidekick is still a little under the weather. How you doing, Raj? A little under the weather is underestimating. The, the, this is like Ebola, but without the bleeding. But <laughs> hopefully you'll get better soon. That sounds pleasant. Well, anyway... <laughs> Every once in a while, something comes along in comics, which, despite the quality of the comics in question, is still something worth talking about because it's very important. And that's what brings us to today's issue. Today, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man, one of the central characters in Marvel Universe. Specifically, we're going to be talking about two storylines. We're going to be talking about One More Day from 2007 and One Moment in Time from just a couple weeks ago. To give a little background, uh, in 2005, Spider-Man actually fully joined the Avengers for the first time in his history, believe it or not, and he moved into Avengers Tower with Mary Jane and Aunt May, had a nice relationship going on with Iron Man, actually looked up to him as a bit of a father figure, and then everything fell apart with the Civil War. Iron Man talked Spider-Man into revealing his identity to the public for the first time, again, ever in his history, and then things went wrong, and... Peter decided he didn't want to be around Tony anymore, and he switched sides. So his life fell apart. Of course, the anti-superhero registration forces lost the quote-unquote civil war, so he had to live his life as a fugitive. Kind of hard to be a fugitive when your identity is now public knowledge, especially living in the middle of New York. So all kinds of things went awry. The kingpin got a hold of his identity and sent an assassin after him. The assassin ended up shooting Aunt May instead of Peter, and that's what brought us to One More Day. One More Day was published in Amazing Spider-Man 544, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man 24, Sensational Spider-Man 41, and then finished up in Amazing Spider-Man 545. It was a four-part story, and it was the last story written for Spider-Man by J. Michael Straczynski. Uh, Straczynski's run on Spider-Man has been a little questionable over the years, but I actually really liked a lot of the ideas that he was presenting. So to end Straczynski's run, Joe Quesada, editor-in-chief for Marvel, decided to bring out an idea he'd had in the back of his head for years, a way to bring Spider-Man back to his roots. And in so doing, that required the erasing of his marriage to Mary Jane. Now, they could simply just, you know, get them divorced or everything, but... As they said, uh, you can't divorce two characters without one of them looking bad, and they still wanted both characters to be fan favorites. So they decided to develop this whole large, complex storyline about Peter's quest to save Aunt May's life, and that was his one more day. He only had one day before Aunt May was gone for good. He went around the Marvel Universe, tried to get help from Iron Man, tried to get help from Doctor Strange, even montaging his way through people like Doctor Doom and Morbius. Nothing worked. And at the absolute lowest point in his life, enter Mephisto, the quote unquote devil of the Marvel Universe. He's just kind of a bad guy that's got some fancy powers that likes to make people's lives miserable. He offered to return Aunt May to life and even give Peter his identity back in exchange for one small thing. 
his love and marriage to Mary Jane. So by the end of one more day, MJ and Peter actually agreed to the deal. Mephisto brought Aunt May back to life. Peter and Mary Jane were not, not together anymore, and it started the brand new day for Spider-Man. So before we move on, Roger, what did you think of the One More Day story arc? Okay, the One More Day is the original, correct? Correct. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't crazy about it. To tell you the truth, I wasn't. It's, it's convoluted. See, I always see Spider-Man as a character that is far more down-to-earth than a lot of the other characters. And yes, there's a lot of villains and things like that that, you know, don't fit into that kind of mentality. But overall, the character is still very rooted. So when you're looking at something like this that is going just into the land of does not make sense. It, it, to me, it was you're, you're trying too hard for something and you can feel it straining in the story. Um, there's a lot of things that I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the writing either in how they were doing it. And I felt that it was, again, the it doesn't always make sense when you're dealing with um, Dr. Strange as well. It's 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 way too wordy and it's not making sense. And so I you know, I really wasn't crazy about the first one. Obviously not the second one. <laughs> we'll get to the second one yeah, in a little later. while. <laughs> but I really was just not crazy about it. I I didn't like it at all. Yeah, at the time it was very very jarring. It came out of nowhere. But uh, like I said, Casada had been kicking around this idea for years, and he decided this would be an interesting way to end Straczynski's run on Spider-Man. He actually got a lot of the other Marvel writers together, and they all came up with this, at least the concept for the story together. And initially, Straczynski was on board. He's like, yeah, it's very – coming from somebody who's been writing Spider-Man for years, it's very hard to tell this Spider-Man story freely when he's – I don't want to say weighted down, but when he's still attached to Mary Jane and it's something a lot of writers have said over the years, honestly, before this event, a lot of writers said the worst thing that happened to Spider-Man was him getting married because suddenly the stories became more complex. You couldn't just tell a Spider-Man adventure of him gallivanting across the city for days because, oh, what's going on at home? Yeah, but you, that's, you always had that's to- a good thing. To me, that's a good thing. That's that's character development. That that there is proving that a character can change, can evolve, and you know what? It's the writer's responsibility to work with that, not just devise a way to make it all go away so that it's easier for you in the end. And that's a lot of what I felt when I was reading this. It's cheating. It was a huge four-part cheat just to return things back to the way they were. And to me, that doesn't work. The, it's, it's something we've talked about a lot in games as well, where there's a consequence for your actions. And so here, the, the consequence, there's consequences for him revealing his identity, for the marriage, for all of that. I would have preferred that the series go on from there where the character has to live with those consequences, face up to them, and the series changes, dramatically changes. But instead, they chose to cheat and just kind of make it all go away. Yeah, it, it's something that did not go over well with the fans at all. People who had been reading Spider-Man for 40 years canceled their subscriptions. It it was to... Uh, reference a wonderful webcomic it was a kick in the nuts to spider-man fans <laughs> oh yeah 
But in the end, like I said, uh, Straczynski didn't like the actual idea they came up with. Again, he was on board with the concept, but not with the execution. So you can tell as the series goes on, the writing in each issue got a little weaker. And if you actually look in the fourth issue in Amazing 545, it's actually co-credited to Straczynski and Casada as the writers because Straczynski actually wanted his name taken off of it. He's like, I don't want anything to do with this. But he played the good team player, went in with it, but asked for Casada to be added in as co-writer to show that it wasn't only Straczynski. You know, he didn't want all the uh, Spider-Man fans throwing uh, masks at his house at it every every morning. <laughs> well, it's not just Spider-Man fans. It's anyone who appreciates a good story. I mean, yes, it's a comic book, but the writing means a lot. So if the writer is using all of the series that they've worked on as their portfolio to then be able to work on other projects or, you know, things like that. I would not want this in my portfolio that I'd created this piece of crap. And unfortunately that's, that's what I think it is. I really have, I, I, I just don't like it. I think that if I'd been like you were saying, if I'd been a long time Spider-Man fan at the time that this came out, I would have actually stopped reading the series and the way that it ended in the fourth issue, which is what I'm looking at right now, The Amazing Spider-Man 245, it even ends badly, not just in terms of the entire issue, but look at the actual last couple of pages and how it ends. It's bad. And it ends on this cheesy toast with the glasses, a brand new day. And it's just, well, again, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, quality doesn't mean we shouldn't be talking about it, though, because it really was an important development in the life of Peter Parker and Spider-Man because it did return him to his roots. And at, like you said, at the end there, he's like, it's a brand new day. Well, the next three years of Spider-Man comics were published under that headline of brand new day. Uh, the issues of Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man and Sensational Spider-Man that were in one more day were actually the last issues ever published of those titles because they canceled every Spider-Man title except for Amazing and decided to publish Amazing three times a month. I, I think it was a good editorial decision because if spider fans are going to buy three books a month anyway, they might as well get one cohesive story between the three of them instead of three separate stories. And it allowed the writers to really just go nuts. And honestly, in the three years between one more day and one moment in time, Spider-Man, well, Amazing Spider-Man, has been consistently the best book Marvel has been putting out. There are some of the most fantastic storylines I've ever read with um, – New Ways to Die, the gauntlet issues of Rhino and Lizard, as well as Grim Hunt. Grim Hunt was amazing. So while One More Day itself might have been very questionable, it was kind of, at least for me, all things forgiven because everything that came out of it was so fantastic. See, I'm going to disagree with you on it being a good decision to cancel everything else because I don't think that regardless of how good amazing was during that time, I don't think it's right to have only one series devoted to such an important figurehead for Marvel that then you're relying only on that one to be good. And if it's not, 
then you're screwed and you can't have read another series that's written by someone you respect more, someone in whose style you like more, whatever it may be. At least with the variety of having several series going. Same as with X-Men. You don't like this X-Men? Trust me, there's another one out there that you're going to like because there's a masses of them. Same as with Wolverine. You're going to happen upon a writer and artist team that you like, a story arc that you like, whatever. And then you can enjoy that so that you're still enjoying the characters that you like. So if it were me and I had not been enjoying those, at least I could turn to Web of Spider-Man or another series to enjoy the character that I like being written differently. And I would have preferred them sticking with another series where perhaps there was a completely different continuity where this crap hadn't happened. So you can still <laughs> enjoy your character the way that the he was meant to be kind of thing. So I, I don't quite agree with them just whittling it down to one and then concentrating all their efforts on that, regardless of the outcome of it having been a good series during that time. Well, that 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 is a valid point, but uh, in in retrospect, I think it was a good idea. But anyway, going through a uh, brand new day story time, uh, whether it was a good decision or a bad decision, depending on who you ask, Spider fans were happy again. It was actually it wasn't just one writer concentrating on Spider-Man. They actually had a great team of writers. Dan Slott, Fred Van Lenty, Zeb Wells, Mark Wade. I forget the couple of the others, but they, they were all collaborating and really everybody bought their A game until we get into one moment in time. One moment in time was not written by the Spider-Man team of writers. One moment in time was actually written by Joe Casada. Now, let me preface this. I think Joe Casada is one of the best things to ever have ever happened to Marvel. He is a great editor. He's been a pretty good artist over the course of his career. You know, his style may be a bit outdated at this time, but he's not a bad artist by any stretch of the imagination. But he's not a writer. And giving him sole control over this story is what ultimately killed it for me. One moment in time is Casada taking Spider-Man back to what happened after one more day exactly what changed in spider-man's history to lead to the brand new day and i'm gonna break it up into little bits here i i actually really liked the first issue i liked the little uh, twist that they pulled they actually took pages and panels out of the amazing spider-man annual number 21 from i think it was 1986 or 1987 i forget it off the top of my head and spliced it in with new panels of art telling what changed in the story. And it was really cool because if you go go back and read that annual or even read uh, Amazing Spider-Man issue 638, you'll see that Peter and Mary Jane actually did have a lot of doubts about their relationship leading up to the wedding. None of the original panels in One Moment in Time Chapter 1 were altered. That was actually what happened in the annual. And then they just did these nice little subtle changes showing how Mephisto just didn't wave his magic wand and suddenly make everything disappear. It was a butterfly effect. He caused one small little change, and then that compounded and grew into eventually ruining the wedding of Peter and Mary Jane. And at least after the first issue, I was on board with the storyline. I was like, wow, that was very well executed. It was really cool. I really liked the first issue. I did not. I, I There's going to be consistency here, at least in terms of my opinions of all of this. <laughs> I did not. Now, 
I can appreciate what you're saying in terms of the art style and blending it all in for, for people who read the, the original and things like that. That's all well and good. Um, however, I thought that it was a little too jarring, the art styles from the modern what's happening to the flashbacks i thought it was a little too jarring and i found it actually took away from the story what little story there is in here i there's too many cop-outs throughout both of these there's too many cop-outs this butterfly effect that you're referring to the ex the the ex hmm, just how much damage is being caused by just a regular schmo with a bad t-shirt, you know, is amazing. And it's, it's too much. It's, you're not, it's not believable. It's not believable that Spider-Man is having this many problems with just this one guy, that he's not able to take him easily in fights. And there's a lot of things that just don't, they just don't gel. And so, and then again, him not making the wedding because of this. It, there's there's just too many things where I personally was reading it and thinking that just doesn't make sense. That just, it, 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 I mean, and, and it doesn't make sense for a comic book, let alone a, 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 all manner of other things for a comic book. I'm sorry. He got hit over the head with a cinder block by some Yahoo in camouflage clothing. No, I mean, we see things where Spider Sense is saving him from all manner of things that are, you know, extraterrestrial kind of thing. And here, a dude with a cinder block is nearly taking him out. So there's too many things throughout that I'm, I'm not buying. And then the story as a whole even is weak in my opinion. I just, I didn't enjoy it from the first one all the way through the four issues. Well, that might be an issue of you reading it all at once, as well as not really having much experience with it prior to that. Like for me, after three years of waiting, this was a very anticipated event for me. Like we finally get to find out what happened. So it's possible I look back at that first issue with some uh, rose tinted glasses. Uh, I'm willing to uh, claim that. Okay, but, but if you're saying you're waiting three years, so you've been waiting three years for something climactic to make you feel like, okay, it's believable. And a dude with a cinder block on a roof that nearly knocks him out and then they fall to the ground and then he gets kicked in the head. That's the climactic reason why he didn't make the wedding. That was enough for you? That on its own, probably not. Again, in retrospect, now that you're telling me everything, it does seem pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's jerk. I didn't. You, I didn't you, need you any retrospect. Thing yeah. I brought out of this. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, I didn't need no retrospect. It just didn't make sense <laughs> as I was reading it. Again, I mean, and I used to read com uh, Spider-Man back in the day. So, like, you know, quarter of a century ago, I used to collect. The Spider-Man um, and all of them as well. Uh, I remember when Webb first came out and I started buying it from the start. So I like the character. I like the interaction of the character with the supporting cast. I like the, um, again, that dealing with ground level threats and things like that. So I do know the character. I do feel, even though I haven't been reading a lot of them now, but I am catching up, I still do feel invested in the character. I know the character. So when you're looking at a lot of the things that the character has been 
through, been able to avoid. I mean, just recently, last week, I was reading the old original Spider-Man versus Wolverine, the one that was in the Cold War era and things like that. And I mean, he's avoiding shots from the army of not of uh, of of soldiers in in Berlin. He's jumping around avoiding Wolverine's claws and fighting with him and able not to get a scrape on him. And again, this was a cinder block from a regular guy that caused this. Don't All buy right, it. Well, yeah. We're moving on anyway. <laughs> now, the, the, the second issue is where things started to go awry for me. We saw that Mary Jane decided that even though she didn't want to marry Peter, she still wanted to stay with him. And it was really a half-hearted way of making sure that all that previous 25 years of Spider-Man stories stayed in continuity. Like, oh, no, Mary Jane and Peter, they stayed together for all this time. They just didn't get married. It's like, whoa, whoa what? <laughs> no, no, thank you. And then they fast forwarded to the shooting of Aunt May. And how did Aunt May's life get saved? By the power of love. Peter Parker turned into a Care Bear and saved Aunt May's life with the power of love. He's a Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I can I can complain about this one too if you want. I don't know if you want to go off on your own because I I got stuff to say about this one too. I got complaints about each one, but I mean, it it didn't that, get better with two. No, no, it it got worse with each issue. As a matter of fact, this is where I took off those rose tinted glasses and went, "What the crap? What what is this? Like, uh, did, does?" Did he have a plan or did he just sit down the night before the deadline and start writing like, uh, OK, um, how are we going to do this? Uh, they decide not to get not to break up. OK, let, let's go with that. Oh, I got to save Aunt May's life. Uh, the doctors can't do it. Um, um, let's just have Peter pump her chest of CPR a couple times and she miraculously comes back to life. Peter Parker is a medical wizard that can do things that the doctors at the hospital can't do. And then when when they explain it later, he did it through the power of love. No, no. Spider-Man doesn't do things through the power of love. <laughs> no, I, he, he's not a star sapphire. He's not going. He's not the pink green lantern. He's not going around <laughs> saving people with love and peace. No. I'd see. I, I didn't like the whole story arc with Mary Jane either at the beginning of it. We're in. She just can't take it now. Now, unless things have been different since I wasn't reading the comic book, Mary Jane was always there for him. And it didn't matter that he was Spider-Man. She could live with that. So the idea that now all of a sudden, again, unless they led up to this somehow, but it, it didn't feel right to me that it didn't feel right for the character at all now and that's something we're going to get to at the end i promise you that one we're going to move on to the third issue now amazing spider-man 640 where we've just realized that peter parker has saved aunt may's life through his miraculous love healing powers and now the kingpin realizing that his first attempt on peter's life didn't work he's going to start going after other family members most notably mary jane's aunt anna and uh, Aunt Anna is apparently a superhero in her own right, able to hold off the assassin long enough for Spider-Man to get there. Who knew? And at the end of the day, Peter realizes that he needs his identity back. 
So again, what what cool way are they going to come up with to explain this? Because we can't get by with the with the response of Mephisto did it and just accept it as established fact. We have to come up with a really good reason. And the really good reason is Doctor Strange did it. But <laughs> you just went from one mystical wand waving to another mystical wand waving. Casada, what are you doing to me, man? Did you- <laughs> It's like, again, he sat down 30 minutes before the deadline and just wrote and went, OK, good enough. Print it. Ship. Good. Done. I, 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 it's like he has a set of cue cards that are easy outs and he just kind of ruffles through them and picks one. And this is what it's going to be. Um, the there There's a lot in this issue as well that was, again, didn't make sense. The ant actually isn't rescued by Spider-Man. She's rescued by Mary Jane. Mary that Jane takes yeah. an assassin out with a <laughs> pot, uh, uh, a plant, and she nails him on the head and she she's able to beat an assassin. Now, the assassin doesn't kill the ant that he was going to kill anyway. He runs out after Mary Jane because she hit him with a pot. You're not getting away with that woman, so he's just going to chase after her now. And again, we have what is supposed to be a trained assassin versus a model. And she's doing pretty good. She's she's holding her own here against an assassin. And then instead of shooting her, he's slapping her. And then finally then Spider-Man makes it. But I mean, we got we got scenes here where it's it's progressive it almost looks like it's getting progressively darker this is taking a while here she's holding him <laughs> off for quite a while and then this kevin smith looking dude from the hospital yeah. i'm still trying to figure out who that was i know that's a cameo by someone i don't think it's kevin smith i think it's one of the editors oh yeah that you can tell they're trying to do something yeah there, and it didn't fit and so again there's a lot in this that i'm thinking no, it doesn't fit. And then when it turns out the assassin, well, it's just this dude again from the beginning. So obviously he was more than just a dude, maybe, or maybe he's just a really bad assassin. That's possible too. <laughs> again, it's just, and I haven't even gotten to Doctor Strange yet. Oh no. Well, may, maybe that pot was made out of the same stuff that brick was made out of earlier. I, I think that explains it. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. That's on one of the yeah. cue cards. That that makes more sense than the story that was written. <laughs> So go go into Doctor Strange for a minute. It's just bad. It's again yeah. we're looking at shortcuts being taken. So in in this one, granted, it's not you're not seeing quite as much of Strange, but he is healing her up and or Mary Jane because she got slapped around silly and now she's in his coma thing. Um, so he's taking care of that and then he's taken off into this other realm. And it ends off with him talking to Tony Stark and Reed Richards. Now, this is supposed to be like a cliffhanger here that you're thinking, ooh, <laughs> big things are coming. No, what I was thinking is big things that aren't going to make any god sense. I'm going to have to bleep that out. Yeah. Are coming. Off. And it's like, no, no, this doesn't make me look forward to the next issue. This doesn't make it. Now, granted, nothing so far has, but it doesn't get me excited for the prospect of what's going to happen and that, oh, possibly it's going to make sense. No, no, not at all. No. Yeah. I, I had been reading and reviewing these issues for the website because I was anticipating this to be a huge storyline. At the end of this third issue, I literally facepalmed 
And I considered not even reading the next issue because I could tell already how horrible it was going to be. But I had committed myself to writing these reviews. I at least wanted to follow through with that. So that brings us to the fourth issue. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So Doctor Strange is having his little astral conference with Reed Richards and Tony Stark. A little backstory because this still takes place shortly after the Civil War. Reed Richards and Tony Stark were the two masterminds of the pro-Superhuman Registration Act side. So they are probably the two people who hate Peter Parker the most in the entire universe right now. Tony Stark hated Peter so much, as you saw in the One More Time story, where he just wanted to snap his neck because he felt so betrayed. And Doctor Strange just talks him into helping Peter out. Like, yeah, we we owe this to Peter. Let's do this for Peter. No, let's not do this to Peter. You're trying to hunt him down. As a matter of fact, if everything else stays in continuity, you even continued to hunt him down after this. But you decided to give him his secret identity back because it would be the nice guy thing to do. And no. Tony's always doing the nice guy thing. Yeah, he he's always looking out for everybody else. That That's the way he works. He's not selfish or no. <laughs> So they had to come up with some way for this stupid Doctor Strange magical spell to be important. And they decided to do that by absolutely ruining another character, one that's not even tied to Spider-Man. He's like, okay, we've ruined all the Spider-Man characters. Who else can we mess with? Tony Stark. That's the guy right there. Let's screw up his established history while we're at it. Ah, But anyway, (laughs) Doctor Strange casts his stupid spell. Creates this little bubble so that at least Peter can remember his own identity because that would just be awkward. And at the last minute, Peter decides that he needs Mary Jane to remember. He can't live without Mary Jane knowing, not knowing his uh, his secret. And I'll buy that because it would be even more awkward if she didn't know the secret and they were still living together. So a lot of time goes by and credit where it's due. I did like the ending of 641 where they mirrored the last issue of uh, one one more day. Really? I, I, I liked Ugh. the attempt. I liked the attempt to mirror the two events. See, I, I thought like it execution. was forced. I, it, it just felt yeah. forced. It, and, it, it did feel forced. Yeah. But I, 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 in theory, I, I like the idea, <laughs> at least. Maybe if the dialogue was better, but it, I would have enjoyed it. The thing is, is that it wouldn't be the same because they would be reacting differently. They would be different people. So the fact that they're trying to force this into this mold for a cheesy effect, which my opinion, corny effect here, is you're forcing it and it it, it would not have happened that way. They're different people. So it wouldn't be the exact same panels. So I did not like this. Well, Oh, what a surprise. The, the the art decision was the least of my worries here. I went, it, the art decision seemed like a good idea in comparison to what was actually happening in the story. Because now Mary Jane has realized that she's the only person in the universe who knows who Spider-Man is. Oh, and knows. she can't stand the pressure. She wanted to forget too. Why couldn't you just let me forget? We could have lived happily if I didn't know you were Spider-Man. Really? You could have lived happily when he doesn't come home at night and has no good explanation as to why this strong female character, one of the strongest female characters, I would say, in comic history, because she is a strong character without superpowers, has stood by Peter Parker's side for 25 years. Well, 
probably about four months in comic time for 25 years supporting everything he does. And now all of a sudden she wants out. She can't take it anymore. She has to get away from Peter. It, it, I'm, about to have an, I'm about to have an aneurysm here. I'm so angry. I'm trying not to yell and disturb everybody in the entire apartment complex. It, but, it, I, I hated it too. It was forced. It didn't feel right. It was completely contrary to the characters and to the established relationship that they had. Now all of a sudden, Casada decided, screw that. Everybody else who's ever touched this character, these characters, has been wrong. This is how she actually feels. This is how they're going to deal with this. And it just did not feel right. It was terrible. It, it just, you're, I, I'm reading it and I'm laughing because it's just so far beyond. And I mean, it's funny that this is what's so far bar beyond reality, not, you know, how they went about, because that's a joke. <laughs> not the magical spell. No, that they do. The, oh, special spell. No, it's the relationship between the characters that is so unbelievable that now you're left with this sour taste in your mouth. Yeah. And uh, where was I going with this? I, OK, <laughs> I, I got so angry, I lost my train of thought. The the one small thread of hope that we were able to take out of the first storyline one more day was when Mary Jane was talking to Peter. She promised him that Mephisto, the reason Mephisto wanted their love was that it was so special. It was one of those one in a million romances and that if they had something so special, they would find each other again in the future. And it gave Spider fans who were still on board with this whole thing, the tiniest glimmer of hope of going, OK, down the road, things will be better again. We, you know, it's it, it's always darkest before the dawn. We'll, we'll go with that. And then she. Casada takes this hope that he himself established and snaps it because apparently he stomped it snap. He danced <laughs> on it. He stomped on it, crushed it into the ground. He took the story thread he came up with of they will find each other again in the future and forgot it apparently because now they will never. She, she says herself, she still loves Peter, but she's not strong enough to be with him. Ah, God. I hate you, Joe Casada. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think actually we've probably complained enough now. If I can talk about one thing off topic, on topic, but not in terms of the story. They did the same thing with the art style throughout these four issues that they did in the first with putting the old style art and then the new style as well. Yeah, they, they split up the art style. It the, didn't the, work. The the art of, in the current day of Peter and Mary Jane having their discussion was drawn by Casada, and the all the flashbacks were drawn by Paolo Rivera. And I, I will say Rivera's art was really good, but yeah, the clashing didn't work either. It, I didn't think it worked at all. And the modern day, okay, so you're saying Casada did the modern day art? Yeah, all the, of them sitting in the living room drinking wine. That was which, drawn which by was, Casada. Oh, my God. It's sitting around drinking wine, talking. Oh, geez. Okay, but we're off that. I did not like that art, really. And, and I didn't like it at all. 
I really did not. There's shots where you're looking at the characters and you're thinking, oh my God, these facial features are so far off. It's, it's, it's a little frightening. Like literally page one, the shot of Mary Jane, she looks like there's something wrong with her. There's the, the <laughs> no, seriously, there's some sort of disease happening with her face because those features aren't right. And the eyes are all messed up too. And that's what it is throughout too. Like I really did not like, I didn't like them blending those two styles and I did not like the modern style like yeah there's some panels that are impressive but I mean there's shots of Peter Parker where he looks like oh my god really he, he looks like Brendan Fraser in some shots which is not a compliment okay <laughs> like it really did not look good at all yeah it's sad that the only good thing to come out of this entire disaster was the artwork by Rivera I, I loved his work and it, it's all going to go completely forgotten because of the terrible, terrible story. Yeah. No, I, right. I, I've i got literally between and I and it's not that I don't remember. I've read these all this week in preparation yeah. for this. So I, I've got the continuity. I've got everything. There was not a single positive thing that I would say about any of these. I would not recommend the original versus the and or the the new story arc at all none of it so what 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 it essentially boiled down to is they made everybody angry with one more day they won everybody's trust back with brand new day and then they took all that good feeling that they had built up over the last three years and trashed it all again because i've been reading i i, I still read amazing spider-man and their current story arc uh origin of the species it's called I'm reading it and I'm going, wow, this this is good. The art's good. The story's good. It's a lot of fun. But there's it's something holding me back from really enjoying it. And I think it's this. But we're, we're going to drop it there because we've been ranting about Spider-Man for far too long there. It's only a few seconds before Roger starts yelling at me that we're hitting our time limit. So we're going to go into our new release recommendations for the week. These actually came out yesterday because we're recording a day late because Roger was dead yesterday. For this week, we have Batman Beyond number four. Roger's loving that one. If you haven't read his review of issue number one, be sure to check out the website. And I'm going to try to get the um, the other ones reviewed as well. As soon as I'm feeling up to snuff here, I'm going to be doing the uh, the other two. Well, why not being the other three now issues as well? Because I really have been enjoying them. Very nice. We have Brightest Day number 10 still going along. As we mentioned, Amazing Spider-Man 643, chapter two of Origin of the Species. If you didn't read One Moment in Time, you might enjoy this. Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine number three, which we talked about in issue number two of the podcast. New Mutants 17, Thunderbolts 148, which is actually a Shadowland tie-in, which is great because I love Thunderbolts and I am absolutely loving Shadowland. And one that we are eagerly anticipating, X-23 number one. So we're going to put all of this unfortunate substance behind us from this week and next week i promise you we are going to talk about some really good oh. comics next week's so, going to be the week of awesome yes be sure to come <laughs> back next week for issue number eight of bow down to us the comics edition today we're talking about spider-man and we're just oh god Specifically, we're talking. <laughs> I might have my 
my fan at a bad angle. Yeah, that or you're talking out of your again. That's nothing new. So at, right after I said that you were going to start yelling at me about the time, you yelled at me the about thing. the time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yell. There's no caps there. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. A, you're going to want to. It wasn't even a do it. What's hilarious is is our listeners this week, they're going to download the games podcast and get you yelling about witch hunt. They're going to download the lore podcast and get you and get Joe yelling about witch hunt. And they're going to download this and get me yelling about one moment in time. Like these are some angry people. What is going on at this website? Yeah. yeah I, I'm actually kind of glad that the, the fan was screwing up the intro because the second intro was much better. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I need to screw up my intros more often. You already do, Dwight. I am. Um... Oh. <laughs>